0: We would like to say a special thank you to an anonymous donor for sponsoring this week's episode in thankfulness for the faithful ministry of those preaching the good news on the Scripture First podcasts.
1: Is the forgiveness of sin a reward or a punishment? I mean, it's not a punishment. It doesn't fit. It doesn't actually fit, right? It's uh, a reward. It is the prophet's reward. It's the Christian's reward because you receive something good in it. But it's not because you did good that you got it. It's because you did bad. Yeah. It's because you disbelieved his word that he comes and says, I release you from that.
0: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What is the prophet's reward? What does it mean to welcome Jesus? Should churches get better at welcoming strangers? These are the questions Adam Keery and I ask Lars Olson in this week's conversation. Lars explains how the world is trained to hear reward as the opposite of punishment. You get a reward for good behavior. But as you'll hear Jesus explain, the prophet's reward is receiving Christ's word. Lars also teaches us how it's easy to mistake these verses on welcoming as a charge for churches to become more welcoming places. It's not about the act of welcoming. It's about the delivery of the word Christ sent us to preach. Let's get to it. Here's Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose the reward. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Lars Olsen with us this week.
1: Thanks, Mason. I, I thought you were going to call me the bombshell today, and uh, uh, but you just called me the man, the myth, and the legend. I'll take it for, for this man, time. The man, the myth, next and the bombshell. Thanks, thanks. We're here. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, next time we won't fail you. Okay.
1: <laughs> Get it right. That's right. <laughs>
2: So we are in uh, Matthew ten, Lars, the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. Maybe you can just give our listeners some context: uh, what's happening beforehand, and who it is exactly that uh, Jesus is uh, teaching to or talking to.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean we're at the end of Matthew chapter ten. So if you uh, if you get a chance, it would be helpful probably to scroll back and read the beginning of Matthew 10, um, because it starts off as whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and that's, that out of context, that really, um, you get the, the, the wrong idea of what's happening there. At yeah. the end of chapter 9 of Matthew, Jesus is telling the disciples, he's looking out and saying, the, 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 uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, and he's now going to send his disciples out two by two um, into the world to bring this message of the kingdom that, uh, that Jesus has come to bring. And uh, so throughout chapter 10, he's telling them what they'll find. Uh, he's sending them out. They're not to take anything. Uh, they're to go out and preach this word. They have no extraneous protections, no, um, you know, n- they're not supposed to take backpacks full of money and clothes and things. They're supposed to go out and and give this word as, uh, um, as the word that brings new life to the world. And then he goes on to tell them this is what they'll find. <laughs> yeah.
0: Laborers are few, so guess what? You're the laborers. <laughs> uh,
1: and as they go out, they're going to find people rejecting uh, this this message, this preaching that Jesus is sending them out with. So they're to go out and cast out demons uh, and proclaim the good news, uh, heal the sick, uh, and what they're going to find, Jesus is warning them uh, and us, that w- what they're going to find in the world is not a warm reception for His word of the kingdom.
0: Yet He opens this text with saying. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. So if it's not yeah. a warm reception, right. what, does it, what does it mean well, to welcome somebody? Exactly,
1: Mason. That's where you get kind of off on the wrong foot in the nice. context here, uh, because <laughs> Jesus is telling them that, uh, uh, that uh, they're going to get rejected, and then he walks into this and says, there will be a few, right? Those who welcome you, just the smallest little bit, they're also welcoming me. And so, uh, yeah, that if you just read this out of context, this sounds like, uh, it's time to get on our, uh, our, uh, our welcome horse, uh, build the welcome program, uh, be better welcomers and, um, make sure that, you know, whenever people walk into our church, they're, they're extra welcomed because that's what Jesus is asking for us here, right?
0: Coffee's on baby.
1: But that's not actually what he's saying. He's saying you're going to go out into the world and find rejection, um, But don't give up. Keep going because people need to hear this. And there will be open ears that God gives for the message.
2: I wish they included more of that gospel reading in this section because it'd be nice to have that context prior to the welcome. Because, I mean, I feel like this gospel reading is actually pretty um, optimistic because he starts by saying what you said, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Mm -hmm. So that means they welcome God. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Now, can you dive in on that? Why, what is a prophet's reward and Mm -hmm. why are they getting it?
1: Right. Uh, Well, you're going to go a couple of different ways, right? Uh, Just the word reward. Okay. Um, uh, on it. So, a, uh, what and a prophet? Let's just divide those up for a second. You know, a prophet is that w- one who brings God's word. Yeah. So that's a that's a preacher. That's an Old Testament prophet. That's uh, uh, someone go- that goes around and just says, uh, "Here is Christ for you." This is a these, these are prophets, preachers, right?
0: So yeah, we've got uh, prophet Lars and prophet Adam and. In our midst.
1: Students, that's
2: right. Mason and Curie. Yeah, no, it's, uh,
1: anybody can, be, uh, can bring this word and, th- and they, that becomes the prophetic act, right? Giving Christ's word. Um, oftentimes I, I find people saying things like, the most important thing is that, you know, you forgive somebody. No, <laughs> the most important thing, the thing that gives life, what Jesus is sending the disciples out to do is to forgive sins in Jesus' name. So uh, that's going to be what runs through this, right? So we've got prophets, righteous persons, or disciples. They're going out not on their own authority, but in Jesus' authority, right? They're bringing Jesus' word, not your word. It's not like Mason, I like you. So today, you know, I'll give you a little bit of forgiveness to get you through. No, uh, it is uh, the preacher's job, the prophet's job, the Christian's job is to give the full forgiveness of sin in Christ's name to those that they find burdened by sin.
2: So that's why pastors, at least at some of the churches we fre- frequent, they generally will start their service or start their sermon at some point <laughs> saying, I forgive you. In the name of Jesus Christ, yeah. all of your sins.
1: Right. Uh, so um, they generally, start their sermon with that service. I think. Service, oh.
2: but I, I was—I said serve, some start their sermon, but they don't. They say um, <sighs> grace and peace to you from God. Are.
1: The Father, wow. the Father, Lord and Jesus. Savior. So Jesus. it sounds like I'm the only prophet. That's not, not a prophet. No, this here. this is also uh, uh, giving the grace and peace of Christ. Is, to people yeah. is uh, is pro- pro- proclaiming the gospel, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, of of course, uh, preachers and worship service should should start with the forgiveness of sins, uh, because generally we're crappy at doing it every moment of the of the week, and so yeah. at least we get it once.
0: And
2: other areas <laughs> in the service sometimes.
1: Right. No, the worship service yeah. should be a whole bunch of for, hearing the the gospel and the forgiveness of sin, uh, so that it, you hear it because you don't hear it any place else. Anyway,
0: so back but, to the wait, text. Back to the text. But what does it mean to for someone to say in the name of Jesus? So is is Jesus the one acting there? Is the Ooh, person who's speaking hitter. the one acting there? Are they one and the same? Like. So is it the transitive property? Is it going yeah. to right. so going a, on there? So when
1: a, when a pastor is preaching they are saying, "I'm giving you Christ's words. I'm giving you the word of God that was that has been given to me." That's the point. They're speaking not their own opinions or their own hopes, uh their own judgments about you. They are they are to be preaching Christ's word of forgiveness to you. So, uh just like a prophet, um It's not a badge that you wear around that you know gets you into the gets you uh, to cut the line at the amusement park or something like this, right? It's it's simply uh, you're a prophet because you are speaking God's word, right? So. it, by definition, isn't your own word. It is the word of the one who sent you. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus is doing, right? Sending out his disciples with his word. So to speak in Jesus' name is to, one, tell the truth about what Jesus uh, did and said, mm-hmm. so that it's not you putting your own spin on Jesus' words, but giving Jesus' word, God's word to the world, mm-hmm. which is basically in its most distilled form, your sin is forgiven. It can also be grace and peace to you. This is what Jesus wants to give to you.
0: And that's, I mean, important again to really hammer home that whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. If you think about the, the verbs there, welcome and receive yeah. that, I mean, if you're going to be receiving this, it's not like you need to do something to earn this reward. Like it, it is passive in this sense.
1: Right. Well, what, and that's going to help us understand what we mean by reward here. Usually, when we think of rewards, we think of rewards versus punishments. Yes. Uh, and in that in that idea, then what Jesus is sending his disciples out to do is to give rewards or punishments based on what they if people do right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. uh that's generally how we live. um mm-hmm. uh, My dog works really well at this, right? When she does good, she gets a treat and a good girl pat on the head right? yep. <laughs> oh uh, when yep. she does bad, uh she gets sent to her uh, sent to her bed and she has to lay down until she's good again right uh, th- <laughs> She gets punished or she gets a reward. This is what people hear uh in this word reward, which is um a natural way to think about that, right. But what is a prophet's reward? The prophet's, uh, if the prophet is going out in with God's word in the name of Jesus, uh, has Jesus come to say, uh, we're going to give rewards and punishments to you? Is the forgiveness of sin a reward or a punishment? It's I mean, not, it's not a punishment. I mean, it's it doesn't neither. fit. It doesn't actually fit, right? It's no. Uh, it is a reward. It is the prophet's reward. It's the Christian's reward because you receive something good in it. But it's not because you did good yeah. that you got it. It's because you did bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: because you disbelieved his word that he comes and says, "I release you from that," right? So, um, when we are thinking about a prophet's reward, we have to. Um, Break people out of the idea that they're getting a punishment or a reward in this, and rather they are receiving the word that Christ has sent out into the world. Jesus even says in the earlier part of, uh, of, of, Mar- of Matthew 10 that uh, uh, anybody who doesn't receive this word, what do you do? Call down uh, a punishment from heaven upon them? No. Shake the dust off your feet and leave. move on. Yeah. Go to the next one. Find an ear that'll hear it. Yeah. They need to hear it. They need to hear it. This isn't just punishments and rewards so that if you hear it, you get the reward. Receiving the prophet's reward is knowing that you have a gracious God who forgives your sin. So you have to start understanding the reward there. The, uh, the reward according to the law would be you did good, you got something. Yes. The reward in the gospel is the gospel itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did the prophet receive? The good news of having a merciful God. Now, what is that prophet giving? Well, that same reward to those ears that can hear it.
2: Okay, so now that you've said that, Mm -hmm. so let me just read 41 here one more time. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. So whoever welcomes the preacher in the name of the preacher will receive the preacher's gospel what
1: the preacher has received to give to you <laughs> yes <laughs> right so it's all it's really is about receiving what Christ is sending out into the world mm-hmm. okay and that and and of course that receiving isn't something that you can prepare yourself for you can't get better at it no. it's did that word give me what i needed today yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: something I, that you've said before Lars that i just think illustrates this this how how trained we are to think in in rewards versus good, bad, you get the reward, you get the punishment is you hear something like God provides daily bread for righteous people and sinners. And we're just like, well, God's sending daily bread out into the world. Is that a reward? I, I'm getting daily bread, but so is my enemies. What the heck? Right. Like they don't. Why do they earn daily bread? Well, yeah, yeah. That's the law speaking again. It's, like it's yeah. they earn daily bread. Right. right? No, it's no. Just and, God then, giving and then we and then
1: we're looking for reasons why God would bless you. Right. Uh, and then what do we find when we look into the world? And we find well, uh, the 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 uh, the righteous are suffering and struggling, maybe even persecuted. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't that what Jesus was telling his? Disciples when they yeah. went out they 're going to find this, and we, we, we look a little further and we find the unrighteous uh they are they seem to be prospering in the world um, there 's not a uh, a one to one correlation here right uh, there's it seems like God is generous and gracious rather than uh, finding the good and blessing them. And mm-hmm. you'll find this in churches, by the way. Um, you know, Everybody knows about the prosperity gospel preachers who uh, oh, tell yeah. you, uh, you do good and God's going to bless you abundantly this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of telling them the good news that Jesus has sent into the world, that God's blessing is abundant in his promise all the time, especially for sinners. Because yeah. yeah. sinners are the only ones who are going to actually hear it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're not the you're not Tammy Faye these days, Lars. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've got enough makeup on to be like her, though.
2: Oh, that's what that is. It looks good. (laughs) Thanks,
1: thanks. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I've been. Uh, Experimenting with eyeshadow. Oh my
2: goodness! (laughs) Like a seven-year-old.
1: But you're, but you're right, Mason. Because then this whole, this whole um, this whole text gets turned into how do we become more welcoming, or can we, uh, can Mm -hmm. we give cold water to one of these little ones to earn the reward that it (laughs) do us? Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything gets turned into how we can do a favor for God in order to get something. Well, that's why we, as
2: congregation members, like for... For guests of the church, generally, most congregations give something to them, like, thank you to all the guests in the congregation today. Yeah. If you are a guest here, please see the welcome desk after the service.
0: and there's cold water. And- <laughs> <It's> cold.
1: <laughs> 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 right? Kiri, put all that away and just get some cold water, full of
0: ice. Uh, nature, the Bible, big says, the Bible, the Bible says.
1: says so. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's worth uh, examining in your congregation why you're doing this welcoming. Is it to attract people in so that you can make your congregation successful and looking uh, wonderful to the world and, say, and, say, and put a badge on and say, look how welcoming we are? Or is it because you're looking for those people that are hurting and harmed and need this word? They don't need necessarily uh, your cup of cold water or your yeah. gift bag or the goodies that you get for showing up. They need <laughs> Christ's word mm-hmm. of forgiveness.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, um, you know, we do a lot of these welcome things either to look busy or to show that our congregation is a friendly place, um, as if welcoming or giving out water or gift bags was an end to themselves. Yeah. Well, if they are, guess what? That's the reward.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There exactly. you've
1: received your reward. Cold glass of water. A cold glass of water and a <laughs> gift bag. And yeah. What did you leave behind? The, what did the congregation not give you f- to you that day? The kingdom of heaven that Jesus has come to give. Quite the trade. Quite the trade, right? Uh, And um, I think a sermon is probably um, uh, well down the tracks on that. If you start examining what that means, why a congregation does that welcoming. Is it, like Kiri says, because uh, we want the reward of of looking like we're a welcoming place? Mm -hmm. Or is it because uh, those who are in need are out there? And what they need the most is this word of gospel. Yeah. I mean, think of it. Uh, so many places are wanting to talk about uh, welcoming the stranger and making a place for those at the margins, um, and which is great. But uh, you also have to realize that what Jesus is doing in sending out the disciples is being the ultimate stranger. He's come from another kingdom, yeah. uh, not of this world, Yeah, to be rejected, uh, uh, to be... Um, Uh, hated by bringing a message of grace and mercy, not one of reward and punishment into the world. So uh, if you want to have a welcome, um, just take a look at uh, how the world treated Jesus for the word that he brought and start a sermon there that starts to say not, we need to be better welcomers, but see where where that gets you. Look what the reward Mm -hmm. is that Christ has died to give us. Yeah.
0: And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars Olson for teaching us that this text is not about Jesus challenging churches to become welcomers. It's not about the act of welcoming. It's about being prophets to deliver the word Christ sent us to preach. In that delivery of Christ's word, the hearer receives the prophet's reward, not because they behaved correctly, It's not a reward or punishment. It's because Jesus' word, the gospel itself, is the reward. It's peace in the new creation today. In Luther House of Studies' podcast, Sing to the Lord, Zachary Brockhoff, Lars Olson, and I break down a hymn's history, lyrical meaning, and the way it preaches the gospel. Click on this episode's show notes for a link to Sing to the Lord's podcast feed. To take a deep dive into your favorite hymns and discover a few gems you may not have heard of before. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, receive the prophet's reward. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.